Welcome, everyone, to Mystery, a podcast about myths and history. I am one of your hosts, Bryant, with my permanent guest, Cammie. Hey, Cammie. Hey, Bryant. Welcome back. Cammie, you, you've, you've been such a wonderful guest. You're on, like, almost every show. You're on every show. No, I'm just so... No. One of these days, you could, like, you know, own the show and be a host. But, you know, what can you do? We'll see. Now, Cammie, what are we doing here on Mystery? What are we doing here every week? Wednesdays at eight. Sure. We 8 a.m. <laughs> we, <take, Yeah. laughs> we take a myth, legend, cryptid, something, and we tell you the story and then we give you the history behind it. That's it. That's the show in a nutshell for the most part. And today we have a, a really nice story. I mean, that's that's the best way to put it. Uh, I like it because it's like. So, well, it has to do with good old Julius Caesar. Um, so we're like 70 BCE in that time period. I like to kind of set up because I, I, I've i mentioned this before. I don't know a lot about like Roman, not even just Roman mythology, but just Rome during its its rise and fall for the most part. I'm more of like a Byzantinophile. So that was much later. Um, but this is a really cool, this was an incident of Caesar. So this is when he was kidnapped by pirates. And that in itself already is just like, okay. So yeah, one of the most powerful men before he was the most powerful man uh, was jacked by some evil dudes and it went very interestingly. So Cammy will now regale us with some of the details of this. I mean, it's, it's a story in its own right. So please, Cammy, let us know what happened to good old Julius. Yeah, sure. So this is one of my favorite stories about yeah. like you know, crossing the Rubicon is great and all getting stabbed in the Senate, but this chef's yeah. So uh, Plutarch on Caesar and the pirates, Livius.org is one of my sources. And the time Caesar or the time Julius Caesar was captured by pirates, Britannica.org. When Gaius Julius Caesar was 25, he set sail to Rhodes for study the young man did not get very far when he was taken captive by pirates. They took him to their island and demanded 20 talents for his return. So in today's money, I looked this up, it's about $600,000. Not bad. Yeah. Our self-important hero laughed at the demand and asked if the man knew who they had kidnapped. He said he could ask for 50 talents because it was a more appropriate number for such a man. The pirates agreed, and Caesar's entourage was dispatched to retrieve the ransom. In the meantime, he made the most of his captivity, becoming a sort of leader of the group. When he wanted to sleep, he would demand they be quiet. He also joined in when the men were playing games or exercising. He enjoyed writing to pass the time and would recite the speeches and poems he prepared. The pirates had little formal education, so when they didn't respond to the works in the way he wanted, he would berate them as savages. He would even say he would crucify them when his ransom was paid. The pirates took little stock in his words and laughed with him at the prospect. They saw him as a boy who was more concerned with teasing them than showing them any real threat. Soon the ransom came, and Caesar set to make good on his promise. While most men would thank the gods that they were spared, this was no ordinary man. From his home port, he immediately gathered a group of men and ships to take the pirates prisoner and bring them to justice. When he arrived at the island, the pirates were still there, never expecting him to return. He took 
he took all of them he could find prisoner and took all of their possessions and the 50 talons they received for his release. He carried the men to Pergamum and asked the praetor of the providence, Junius, to have the men crucified. Junius refused and said they would be better as slaves because he saw no profit in having the men killed. Caesar was not happy with Junius dragging his feet, looking for buyers. So our wayward hero went to Pergamon himself and ordered the guards to let the pirates out under his care. He took them all and crucified them himself, but he did show a small mercy. He one by one slit their throats so they didn't have to endure the long torture that otherwise awaited them. Can I just add that he had no authority to do any of these things? Yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> it, it's wild. This is a wild story. And so how true is it? We don't know. We really, it, we can't know. So I, that's where I can really start. There's really two people that wrote on this, but they kind of did so uh, kind of independently, essentially. So Plutarch is very well known. So he's from 46 to 122 AD though. So this is like 150-ish years after this stuff. So this is quite some time afterwards that this really first gets uh, written down and another historian and, and Plut so Plutarch just kind of in a nutshell, cause I didn't, I don't know who these people are um, off the top of my heads, but you know, they come up a lot in our, our show. He was an influential Greek philosopher. This is from Wikipedia and author well-known for his biographies and his moral treatises. So um, that's, that's what he did. And he, he did write uh, the life of Julius Caesar. So that's pretty, you know, on the nose. Gaius Suetonius Tranquilius, um, or uh, better known as Suetonius, was a Roman historian in the same time period, 69 to 122 as well. He, or after 122 is what Wikipedia says. But he was a Roman historian who, who was famous for writing uh, in the imperial era of the Roman Empire. He specifically wrote um, a, a famous work, the, the Twelve Leaders of Rome, I think is what it was called. So he, he wrote he, about 100 years after... They both wrote uh, at, like at least a hundred years after okay. Caesar was done. This, you know, this, this event even happened and this happened before he was who he was. He, he held no office or military standing at this point when he was 25 years old. And, and that's kind of the crazy thing. So, but it's, it's, there's nothing that disputes it that has been found. There's, there's no, that's the big thing is there's nothing that kind of goes against it either. So you just kind of have to, take word for it. I mean, you know, historicity is a great topic, how history is written, how we know what we know, that sort of thing. So you've got to throw a grain of salt over, but um, here's a few things. So no, Plutarch writes on this, Gaius writes on this, and modern historians write on this. And this is really important because you mentioned it too in the end, slavery, Roman slavery. We talked about this on the Spartacus episode we did not too long ago too. Slavery is huge in Rome. It has its whole subsection on Wikipedia and it, it's, it was super essential. I mean, it's been super essential in all cultures for the longest time, but it was especially essential in Rome, uh, especially in this time. Rome is uh, extremely wealthy. It's big. Um, some, some of my sources, I'll go over them in a minute, but uh, mention, you know, like especially uh, plantations in Sicily were huge. Um, and and it, it re reminded me of uh, American slavery or um, the slavery of, um, Mesoamerica, where yeah, you, you'd have these big plantations, you needed labor. That's that's pretty much all you needed. And the Romans had a, a great dominant land army. They were going through, and if you didn't join, then you were forced to join as a slave, and they would sh ship you around. And and so it was, it was an essential part of the economy for the wealthy, you know, patricians. 
uh, as you'd call them. And so these pirates are, are the, the other side of this. And the pirates, so the, the way that they were able to, to thrive, um, they're called the Cilician pirates with C's instead of S's. So it might be like Kilikian um, pirates, but the Cilician pirates. Uh, this is so Mediterranean area, Asia Minor, think Turkey, standard Mediterranean area. These guys were able to start thriving because when Rome took over, they pounced the, the Greek and North African, uh, all the Greek-inspired, Medi- the, the traditional Mediterranean empires that were all maritime. I, there was a great word, thalassocracy, thalassocracy, so maritime-based empire or, or kingdom. Those were the big ones. And Rome was just not, they, they had like fishing boats and that was about it. They were all about hoofing it, building roads and forts and that was it. Um, that, that was Rome. So their, their influence was not at sea, uh, at this time. And because of that, these pirates were able to really roam, get it, roam around. (laughs) They were able to roam around. They were able to, to dominate and they provided, I mean, other than doing piratey things and singing songs, they provided slaves. So when there wasn't uh, a war to, to provide your labor for your patrician, you would buy them so rome was even supporting these guys because they would be like hey so the got- pirates were part of the slave trade and they were the part economy. of the slave trade the economy yeah all around and even i can't i goofed up and i didn't write it i think it was britannica that might have mentioned it but there was like an uh, in uh northern turkey there was a kingdom that was independent of rome that would even support the pirates you know any of my enemy kind of in a mercenary style to harass them uh so it it they were these these pirates filled a void. If you don't fill that void with your own, I mean, this area, you know, uh, Venice and the uh, Sicily, they would have their own great navies later. Um, and, you know, Byzantium is well known for uh, building up a great navy several times throughout the Eastern Roman Empire's life after, you know, many years after this. If you don't fill the void, it, someone else will. And this, this, so not even just pirates being pirates, that's normal, but these guys filled a specific void, one one that you would see even later during like the, the Atlantic slave trade, even I would say, because these guys were able to set up bases, like several bases throughout the Mediterranean and in Italy and North Africa um, and Asia Minor. So they were super important. So that's why these guys were, were hauling around. Uh, that's that's the history lesson really here. And it's undeniable. And it just so happens, yeah, Caesar was, um, it was after, you might have to help me out here. Um, so Sulla, uh, he, he was a, uh, a proponent of the Civil War I, is what I kind of just read quickly. I don't know if you can kind of dive deeper, but he died in 78 BC. And uh, Wikipedia says this is actually in. So they have Wikipedia has a thing on the Cilician pirates. And and there's a few people that are listed. Spartacus being one of them. The Cilician pirates is, is we, you know, talked about this in our Spartacus episode. Spartacus kind of hired them to like ferry him and they just dipped. So they just took the money and ran. So he, Caesar and Spartacus were screwed by these same pirates, although Caesar wasn't really screwed here. So Caesar returned to Rome as a lawyer, uh, prosecuting Sulla's supporters and headed to the Greek city of Rhodes to study oratory. I mean, that all sounds pretty believable. But then, yeah, pirates seized the vessel, 75 BC, kidnapping him, holding him for ransom. And then apparently they were like, nope, you know, Caesar was like, you got to up it. I'm, I'm bigger. This is just so like, I don't. It's so Trump, you know, like, it's just so like, like, no, 20, 20, no, 50 talents. What are you talking about? Um, and, and then, yeah, he, he Caesar jokes that he's going to crucify them. 
or, or he says he's going to crucify them, which they took as a joke. Um, and, but again, here, like if, if they had known they'd taken Caesar, if this was 10 years later, they would have, they wouldn't have probably, but they, this would have gone much differently, but they took him in. I think he was there for about a month, um, with them while everything was going through. And then, yeah, apparently he, and, and this is kind of another part of the, the, thing that kind of makes you go huh is he managed to raise a, a naval force strong enough to go out and pursue them despite you know not holding public office or military office um but it, they were pretty dumb pirates and they went back to where that the island where he was captive which makes sense because he got a month of learning their lives and then uh he got them took them to asia and then yeah he he did kind of do some extrajudicial work um <laughs> getting them killed and and apparently it's reported yeah the the again going back to slavery junius the the praetor the the guy who ruled this the governor essentially this little area that they went to um he was like no don't kill him you put him into slavery that what are you talking about that's so our i can take all the money for exactly <laughs> yeah how am i gonna make a buck here and and no caesar was like that so it, it it's it shows, I mean, it's, it's such a believable story in so many ways because it's, it really defines uh, or and exemplifies the, how Caesar was Caesar, how he became, he, he's such an important figure in Roman history. Um, Wikipedia mentions, and this is sort of like the book I'd recommend looking into. I, I couldn't find where it was available, but I remember reading excerpts of it. Uh, Julius Caesar, Conqueror and Dictator um, from James Thorne is a, a really well-known book and it it's where wikipedia got the mentionings of the Cilicia, cilician pirate kidnapping and things like that um i also use some of the sources cami used that's another great thing about this story there's literally like two primary sources suetonius and plutarch that's that's essentially it i mean people probably have mentioned it since then as, as secondary sources but these are the primary sources and then it's it's great because like britannica um has the article i couldn't find a specific article on this it was just part of the cilician pirate page for wikipedia but there's tons of little blogs and medium articles where people are like remember when P uh, caesar was taken by pirates and it because it's it's just so offhand it's it's such an uh auxiliary story like it doesn't matter if it's true because caesar still was a grand you know time magazine one of the most influential roman caesars of all time <laughs> um so it, it it's like it doesn't matter it it it's believable enough, but there are diplets of ill believability. I mean, if they, you know, if they, they, they raise the money, you, it wouldn't be super hard to convince, you know, I, I, Rome didn't have a strong Navy, but it definitely had one. And, you know, it wouldn't, it, this is the Mediterranean, like, you know, like you're born, like holding a rope, tying Navy knots um, in some of these places. And so it wouldn't be, it's not, that's the thing. It's everything. It's like, well, it could have happened. Like it's not that far fetched. And Hey, you guys want to go get uh 50 talents from these dumb pirates that I sang poetry to a month ago. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Why not? I mean, so it, it, it makes sense. Like while Julius, while Caesar, like wasn't in command here. I mean, obviously he's a well-educated, he's the, you know, he's on his way to where he's going to be. And it's, it's clear here um, for his education and status. Uh, and things like that. So it, it again, just runs his personality so well, right? It's it, it's it is it's the personification of of how he became the the strongest person in Rome, and why you know he became a a knife holder for a lot of his friends um, <laughs> <laughs> that one day. Um, yeah, I I just really this is such a great story, Cami you know, was the one who thought of doing this, and it's really cool. And and so my my take my my the things I want you all to take away is 
it's a great story. It's it's a cool thing to think about. It really is like if you had to say kind of one thing about Caesar in a nutshell, this is sort of it because it really does explain who he was, and it, it it's just a it's a fun story. I would I, I was thinking like this would be a great like drunk history episode explaining the story <laughs> and doing this. I, I wonder don't if they've done it. I don't I, know. I'm, yeah, I didn't Google it. I'm too lazy. But um, if they haven't, they've got to. Like that's total. It, it, you can just imagine it anyway. But but think about like in the Spartacus episode, how 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 slavery was then. Uh, it, it was it was an ingrained sort of thing. So slavery, pirates, and this twenty five year old dude who was just having none of it. Um, that's those are kind of the the three the three key things here, and that make it like especially interesting. And, and again, remember the sources for this didn't really start until about one hundred and fifty years later. That's another really interesting note. So yeah, I, I, that covers pretty much everything I've got. I love this. This was a nice little refreshing article to read. You can Google it and it pops up in like a heartbeat. Um, there's tons of like, of course, uh, academia on it as well. It's usually a part of anthologies or, or greater books. Cause it's just, it's a footnote in his life if it is real, but you know, it's the same. How do we know he did those other things? There's, there's grander primary sources for that are closer to the time. I'm sure for his, uh, stronger political actions and events but this is just a fun a fun little thing that well he wrote a lot himself too about his stuff yeah conquering that's doubly true then if he did that so (laughs) he he ran about that maybe we lost it maybe we lost whatever he wrote about i was like yeah one time and then i yeah so. Maybe it was such a footnote to him. He didn't care. That's just how he acted all the yeah, time. Was, so he was like, whatever. Like <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> you guys talking about. Yeah. So I think that uh, about does it for me, Cammy. Do you have anything else to add for that? No, I think that's about it. Uh, definitely follow us on Twitter, Insta at Myth Story. We also have the Facebook group. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. And uh, our mythstory.threadless.com you can get your uh skateboard stuff yeah <laughs> face mask t-shirt wallet can you get a wallet pretty sure you can okay journal i might get a wallet I yeah a wallet. <laughs> <laughs> well everyone thanks for joining in we hope you enjoyed learning about a little story on caesar today uh let us know if you have any suggestions on what we can talk about for future episodes uh, I know we already did our story at gmail.com for that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or a Facebook group. Reach out to Cam and I personally, if you'd like um, happy new year again. I know we said that because the first episode of the new year already aired, but I hope everyone's doing okay with everything. Be safe. And yeah, we'll see you next time guys. Oh,